K-Pop Unmuted, a place for in-depth discussion of K-Pop. We're your hosts, Stephen Knight. And Scott Interante. And today we're discussing K-Pop reaction videos with our guests, Courtney and Jasmine of Two Men Jink Jong Key and Dre from JREKML. Hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Super excited. So I think most people probably know this, but maybe we should start out by asking you guys, what are K-pop reaction videos? What is it that you guys are up to? <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain, Courtney? <laughs> Fine. Did you put me on the spot? Um, basically, it's just people reacting to a K-pop music video, like kind of a picture-in-picture picture type of deal. Like, So you watch the music video and then you say your thoughts about it after but obviously it's a lot more fun because it's k-pop and there's like a huge community built around it so it's exciting right like reaction videos aren't limited to k-pop but i feel there's something a little different about the k-pop reaction videos there is i feel like that that there is because i see like other reaction channels reaction channels has always been there but all of a sudden k-pop reaction videos popped off out of nowhere i guess it's more fun because of the music video itself and you know, K-pop's just fun to just react to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's probably two categories of uh, listeners right now. There's a group that are big fans of you guys and K-pop reaction videos in general. And I bet there's some listeners who just don't get it at all, don't understand why somebody would want to watch somebody watch a music video. And I know I've heard the same kind of thing about gaming channels. Why would yeah, you want to watch somebody yes. watch a video game or something like that? I mean, I, I enjoy watching K-pop reaction videos. I'm not sure I could explain why, but maybe you guys have thought a little more than I have about what's interesting about that or what's fun about that. Well, the best way that I've thought about it, like when people say stuff like that is K-pop pretty much lives on the internet. I'm lucky enough to have a real life friend that enjoys K-pop with me, but I feel like a lot of people don't. So if I'm just like from a small town in Ohio where no one knows what K-pop is, but I can go on YouTube and like watch someone react to one of my favorite groups, I feel like a connection to that person. And then you look in the comments and you see other people talking about it. So I feel like it's really just building a community and kind of a friendship for people who can't mm -hmm. express K-pop with anyone else because it's so, it would be so sad if the internet didn't exist and everyone was just like a K-pop fan by themselves. <laughs> like, that would just be horrible. <laughs> so I feel like reactions really bring that out and help other people feel like they have someone else they can connect to with. No, I definitely agree with that. As somebody who, whose buddy is in New York and I'm here in Nashville, you know, K-pop reaction videos do play that role for me of, of building community. And I, I think there's also, in addition to that, maybe part of that is it's like validation of your feelings for K-pop. There's a real person out there who's reacting and responding in a way similar to the way you feel about a music video. Definitely. Exactly. You know, Dre, I, I remember when 21 finally came, I was going to say came out when, when their last album came out. I hope it's not the last <gasps> I was album. like, too soon, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> no, but their Crush album, yeah. But you, I mean, you got a little emotional even listening I to did. it for the first time. And I was like, I'm there, Dre. <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I remember that exactly because it's that album especially because we've been waiting for 21 for so long and that album was like for the perfect time for me. It just hit hard. It hit harder than any other album in a while. And the album was perfect. Yeah. So. <laughs> for that moment. Yeah. Like for that era. Yeah. I'm curious whether you were all K-pop fans first or whether you sort of got into this reaction video thing and came into the K-pop fandom through that. Uh, K-pop fan first. 
Yeah. yeah. I discovered K-pop actually through like a college course, uh, music <laughs> appreciation. They showed me K-pop and then it piqued my interest. And then, you know, I went on the internet and the same story goes. I typed in Asian Usher and Taeyang came into the picture. <laughs> and yeah, I never looked back. And then all of a sudden I saw a few, like a small group, like a really small group of people doing like a reaction to K-pop. And I was like... Why not? Why not I try it? And it was a way to introduce my cousin, Camel, into K-pop as well, just to express ourselves somehow. And all of a sudden, people started watching it, and I was like, oh, people want to watch me watch K-pop. I guess they relate to what I say, I guess. I don't know. But it took off from there, I guess. Yeah, we were definitely K-pop fans first. We ended up going to SM Town when they came to New York at Madison Square Garden. And you know when you go to concerts, you're in line for... Ever. Seven, eight hours. We were in line for six hours. Yeah. So you meet people in line, your line friends, you're talking, hanging out, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys had a YouTube, I would watch it. And we were like, uh, okay. We're like, why would we do that? Yeah. We were like, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, when Big Bang came out, we were just like, spur of the moment, you know, why don't we just film this? And we literally said in the video, like, no one's going to watch this. Like, we didn't say our names. We didn't introduce ourselves. And it just kind of took it from there. But we were definitely K-pop fans first. It's funny. I went back and looked at one of your early videos. And I think you guys were talking about how you had six fans or nine fans. You know, you were so excited about it. Oh. <laughs> and uh, now, I mean, you guys and Dre, you get you have some videos that have more views than, like, some of the tragic K-pop girl groups that, that I love to follow. <laughs> You know? <laughs> no. I mean, it's true. It's just weird. Yeah. That is like, crazy. It's like you would think because we've been doing this for so long that it would like maybe make sense. We'd have some kind of like secret formula. But I still somewhat feel like every time we turn on the camera, it's like kind of, so what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what are we doing today? <laughs> I'm curious whether you guys think that there's something about k-pop music video specifically that kind of lends itself to this type of reaction or you know like you were saying before maybe it's just that there's not as much of a public community around it or i, I don't know what what do you guys think about maybe the difference between k-pop music videos and like western pop artists music mm. videos they go all out for their music videos mm -hmm. yeah american music western music they haven't been really into the music video game in a while i mean while. it was more of a 90s thing i feel yeah and now i mean videos i don't watch any american videos and k-pop they put production value and stories and they take their videos seriously they have countdowns to releases mm -hmm. and it's more of a thing yeah i feel because especially if you look back and like you think of mtv making the music video <laughs> and they just like britney spears would come out with these crazy music videos yeah. and it was just that time and then it kind of all stopped so right. when k-pop comes on the scene like what jasmine said with the production value and then just along with it being such a intense thing to like mm -hmm. like when a group comes out like it's a big thing like they're changing their hair colors and then you already know everything about them you know blood type you know their idea type you <laughs> know their whole life you watch all the variety shows when the comeback comes and like the envy drops it's like this is the moment i've been waiting for it's a, it's a thing it's intense it is intense <laughs> so do you guys feel like you focus more on the actual music video or the song because, you know, there are some channels that are reviews, you know, and they're yeah. about the song and so yeah. on. For me, especially, I don't know what I'm doing when I'm on camera. It just happens. <laughs> whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever I see, whatever I say, it happens. Yeah. It, I'm not much of a review. I'm more of like, I'll say things and I guess people relate to me somehow. 
<laughs> like when I see all these other people that that review and they sound like so smart, I'm like, wow, why do you like me now? <laughs> like, why do you watch me then? <laughs> because if you've seen my videos, I just have fun with the music video or anything or the music. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are some times where the song will stick out more than the music video and the music video will like have so much going on that I'll sometimes forget to tune into the song and then afterwards I'll be like, oh man, I feel like I only heard one True. line or something like that. But luckily with Jasmine, cause <laughs> when we watch music videos, sometimes I can't connect all the theories and everything that's truly going on. So it's like, I'll catch the song and Jasmine will catch the MV or Jasmine will catch the MV and I'll catch the song. Wait, is that what I just said? No, you got it, you okay. got it, Exactly. Now you guys have obviously gotten great reactions from fans, but you've also had some response from the K-pop music industry too, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Right? It's super weird. <laughs> you don't expect these things at all. <laughs> what was the first time, Dre, that you realized that somebody on the other side there was uh, listening to what you were doing? Ailey, actually. Ailey, when she definitely recognized a video of mine, then she followed me on Twitter. And I, I just, I remember sitting down on my steps and it's like, I'm like, why? Like, why? <laughs> Why are you like? What's the purpose? Like, I guess she says she watched my videos, and uh, I thank her for that. You know, I, I get shocked, I get speechless, and I try to understand like because I just make my videos for my subscribers and for myself, and just to have fun. And it's just nice to see that people from the K-pop industry enjoy it as well, which is pretty cool. Does that make you self-conscious at all, thinking that uh, you know some of the idols you're talking about might be watching your videos? At first, I was like thinking like, yo, do I have to watch what I say? Do I have to do this? And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go all out like I always do. So as you see now, I just say whatever I want. Sometimes might get in trouble a little bit, but I guess that's why they like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time we had a response was our third video, Fantastic Baby. I remember that video blew up overnight and we were like, what is going on? And then it was on like the Korean news in the following days. And then I remember, wow. and this is only our third video. So we're like, okay, like, this, this is weird. Crazy. And then someone subbed that video, like put Korean subtitles on it. And it has like a million views now. Yeah. And it's weird. But I think the most memorable one was when we went to, KCON LA this year and we went to like the SM producers panel oh, yeah. and afterwards one of the producers that like writes like he's written so many songs for SM and he like said that what did he say I'm like I get, <laughs> we I get like I like black out thinking about it because it makes me so nervous but he just was talking about how he watches um, our album reviews and that we do a really, really good job. And that um, when he was writing Lucky One, there was like a part where he thought of us when he was like writing it. And then he watched our reaction to it and we reacted like the exact same way that he thought we were going to when <laughs> we were watching it. And we're just like, we're sitting there looking at him and he's about telling to us cry. this. Like, no, and this is a guy that's like sat in the booth with Jung Hyun from Shiny and like written songs like and all this stuff. And we're just like, how? Like, it was like, can't fathom, like, I'm not processing I, what you're saying. So. Yeah, I could still cry thinking about it because yeah. I was just, just too much. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, there's another kind of reaction from the industry that I know people who do K-pop reaction videos run into from time to time, and that's uh, copyright mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you deal with that? And what's your experience been with, with that? Uh, I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point in the year where it got really serious. I had to delete a few, but it's going to happen. But you have to 
just accept it and just keep on going so and just do what you Just love. to make sure that people know what we're talking about, you know, what is it that happens? Uh, they claim it, third party claim. That means they like, oh, this is our stuff, but we're allowing the video to be shown on YouTube still. We're going to monetize it. That's what oh, the company okay. is doing. Do they get sometimes banned or usually they just claim the uh, monetization? A few uh, companies have done that where they just blocked it worldwide. And I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> Because you didn't have a problem before. Yeah, I agree with Dre. Copyright is just a part of it. And we don't monetize any of our videos. So we just let whatever happens, happens. There has been times when we've had to like delete a video and then speed it up and then re-upload it. <laughs> YG. <laughs> As the years go by, like more companies, I guess, are kind of being more strict. But I just feel like it's they want their money. And it's like, okay, like it's your video. Like, I mean, I can't like control that. Right. But it's just a part of it. There's really... Like Dre said, there's no way around it. You just have to accept it and keep doing what you like, or you can just stop. Right. You know, the word reaction is interesting because reaction is actually a recognized variety skill for idols that in some companies at least is taught and they practice their reactions. You know, and you hear this talk yeah. about sometimes yeah. on variety shows like so-and-so is really good at reacting and they'll even do pretend like something surprising just happened and they'll give the reaction and there doesn't seem to be any concern that people are going to think they're inauthentic and mm. not like that that's recognized as something that happens and it's fine and people who are good at it that's a good thing to be good at and i wonder you know you guys kind of have to walk a line between being authentic and being yourselves which it's easy to tell that you are being yourselves, but at the same time, you have to be entertaining and there's a camera on you. you. You can't act exactly the same way that you would act if no one's in the room and you're just watching a video because that's not interesting. Do you guys think about how to walk that line between being yourselves and being entertaining? Uh, honestly, me and Cordy are literally <laughs> that just that crazy <laughs> and, just... and just that weird because even before we started doing reaction videos, like if I'd call her on the phone and like, oh my God, go watch this. And I would hear her screaming and running and jumping and whatnot. It would be hyperventilating. Yeah. And also we just don't do things that we know we wouldn't like. So therefore wouldn't be entertaining to our subscribers. So if we know we don't enjoy super cutesy girl group videos and we're going to sit there and just be like, eh, then we're not going to react to it because our right. subscribers <laughs> just won't. I mean, it's not going to be entertaining for them. Yeah. Definitely. And also the duo thing plays into it because I couldn't do it by myself because I would feel so awkward. I'd be like, I don't know what to say. I missed the music video. <laughs> I just may have to watch it again. Then I'd be like, you know what? This isn't working for me. And we hype each other up sometimes because Cody yeah. might react to something a certain way and it might make me like, she'll scare me and then I'll scream and then it just builds from there. But I do think there's like a fine line. There but is. I feel like I would feel weird and since we've been doing it for so long, like if we acted we a different way, <laughs> yeah, people would be in the comment section like, okay, what is this? Yeah. People would be able to tell if we were faking a reaction to something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I just say what's on my mind. It's like, if I were to just watch a video right now without any recording, I would say the same exact things. And like with the hype stuff, I usually just hype myself with the past songs too, before I do a reaction video. I do a little pull-ups in here. Well, I, I get hype anyways. When a song is hype, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go through my body. You do pull-ups? I do. I, no, I do pull-ups. Like, because I want to, like, you know. He does be, physical activity. I do. And I've told you this. But <laughs> I just have fun with it. And, and hopefully it shows through my uh, videos. And even in concerts, I, I'm the same exact way. I'm maybe more.
Well, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I've seen the criticism sometimes, not about you guys specifically, but that K-pop reaction videos are always positive and they never don't like a video, which isn't really true, but they do tend to be positive in general. As part of that, Dre, or do you also choose videos that you think you're probably going to like and you're interested in? No, I get, I mean, I choose any video that I think I'll like, but there's always recommendations by my subscribers. And I'm like, it's like, you know, I don't like that type, right? <laughs> but I give it a chance anyways, because I'm pretty open-minded and I see what's good in it. And when I say it's all right, I'm not going to probably put it on my iPhone or on my playlist, but that's probably going to be the only time I'm going to be listening to it. Yeah. I can see why you guys like it. I see why you guys recommend it to me and why you like it but it might not be for me. Right. Oh, and I just thought of something. There's also been a handful of times where Jasmine and I will like start a video and then the video's going in like a minute and I'll be like, wow, we haven't said anything. And then I'll look at her, she'll look at me and then I'll just pause it and be like, no, we're not doing this. And then we just like, we don't even finish watching the videos. There have been times where we've like did something kind of out of what we don't know if we're going to like it or not. Or we talked about it before, like, should we do this or should we not? And like, we'll try it out. Like we'll be watching the video and then we'll be like, okay, no, because we have nothing to say. We don't like this. There's no point in putting it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we just don't upload it. I try it. And then usually I still upload it. And then everybody's like, man, oh, you don't like them as a, like this? Like, well, you asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You talk about fans asking you to uh, react to videos. It seems like the comment sections in your channels, like half of it is requests for react to this video, react to that video. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's part of what we were talking about with the validation? They want to see that, uh, you know, Dre or Courtney or Jasmine love this song too, or... Or they just maybe sometimes think it's a it's an interesting video and they think you're going to have an interesting reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a friendship thing, like the same way that I'd be like, hey, Jasmine, like watch this. True. And then it's like, so if a subscriber is like, hey, guys, watch this and like see what you think about it. Because and then we have a segment called Subby's Choice where there's like the whole month will go. And if it's something that we haven't reacted to everyone will comment and like whatever has the most comments will react to. And it's actually been a really great experience really good, yeah. because we do stuff that we would have never done before that we mm -hmm. most of the time end up loving. There have been a few times when we're like, <laughs> we're like, guys, we like love y'all, but this song, you know, it just wasn't our thing. <laughs> but um, even in the comments, they'll be like, man, I would have never even thought of this group or, even knew this song or group existed until you guys reacted to it and vice yeah. versa. Mm -hmm. So it's like a give and take give kind and of take. thing. And that's why I really like reactions too, because even if it's like a popular group or a non-popular group, a lot of people I've noticed will be like, I never knew about this group or I never knew about this song. Or like if you reference something else in a video, they'll be like, you referenced this one song and then I went into a deep dark hole and now I'm their number one fan. And I would, I never even knew them before watching this video. So it's like a really happy, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah. Great. So if you guys out there have any thoughts on K-pop reaction videos or Dre or Courtney and Jasmine's channels, let us know. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook at K-pop Unmuted or leave a comment on kpopunmuted.com. And now we will move into our K-pop Unmuted song picks. This is a segment where we each get to pick a song that we've been listening to lately and share it with the group. So, Stephen, let's start with you. What song do you have for us this month? 
I feel like there were a lot of choices this month, and it's a huge upset that I'm not going with Red Velvet because that was a great Ooh. album. But I think a really interesting song that came out recently was uh, Song Jiyun's Bobby Doll, which of course is Barbie Doll, but um, for public broadcast reasons, it's officially Bobby Doll. Uh, Song Jiyun, of course, is a member of Secret, which when this song was released was still a four-member group. Oh, no. and. Hopefully it's still alive as a three-member group. Seems like this is happening a lot recently, right? What I really like about this song, it has levels to it. You know, I was trying to think of an M&M's metaphor with the bright candy shell on the outside, <laughs> but I really, I couldn't come up with anything beyond that. Yeah, M&M's are political right now. And like Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> Just stay away from hard candy. Good point. Good point. You know, you listen to it, it's a light, catchy dance tune. It's got strong hooks. It's got that well-tested Barbie doll theme uh, that's been used before, but it always seems to work. It kind of has sinister undertones to it. It starts out with the the la-la-la-la-la-la-la. And uh, Scott, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this, but I thought you might be able to help me out. Is there is there some reason that that sounds sinister or a little bit off? Yeah, well, first of all, beautiful singing voice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I think that there's kind of two things going on. First is really the timbre of the vocals there, which is kind of almost shrill or childlike and kind of taunting in its nature, which kind of goes along with the the la 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 la. But also the chords underneath. There's a lot of, you know, what we call diminished chords, which are like the scary sounding ones. And it's sort of like a jazzy chord progression, but those diminished chords that they land on kind of give it that darkness, I think, that you're reacting to. So I can definitely see where you're getting that vibe from. Yeah, and the other thing about it that I I really like is that if you listen to it a few times, you'll start to notice, of course, you can't miss the acoustic Latin guitar that starts it out. But as the song goes on, there's so much busy guitar work going on and i mean busy in a good way it's 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 really it's worth listening to the instrumental version that there's in addition to the acoustic guitar there's sort of a regular rhythm guitar and there's even a jazz electric guitar and sometimes they're playing over each other they're playing with each other you know it seems like the song would just be a mess but it really works great i think Especially from the beginning, the acoustic guitar, like you said, the la la la, it does sound a little bit sinister, yeah. You know, and it does refer to back to that Aqua song, which of course was the definitive version is by Jessica Jung, Barbie Girl. <laughs> Welcome to my Barbie world. Right? She performed it at least, and I think mm-hmm. it was on their live album. It's funny because the Aqua song is so satirical and the, the Jessica version is so straight down the line like i mean that's the theme of it she's a barbie doll and that's that's all there is to it and why wouldn't she be she's a girls generation member well she was at one point (laughs) 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 great so dre what about you what's a song that you've been thinking about 
I ha- it was pretty tough to narrow it down for me, but this is really recent, and I actually did a reaction video to this, and it brought me to her world and her meaning uh, Yoon Mi Rae, Jam Come On Baby. Now she has like a, a Korean version and an English version, and they both sound amazing to me. She sings in the beginning, and I don't know, something about Yoon Mi Rae's voice when she sings is just so nice. It sounds nice to my ears, and of course when she raps, she's so skilled, and just like... The music in general is like her bringing me to her world and it just sounds like so relaxing and soothing in a way but also kind of like mythical if that's a term (laughs) i could use it's been on my mind lately and i'm loving it it's on my phone and i can't get enough of it right now you know i didn't know there was an english language version is that on the album also it's actually on the album as well and they just released it in english in the music video as well Cool. Do you have a preference between the two? I think both of them sound good. Just, they just sound amazing, I guess, together. I mean, not together, played together, but if you were to listen from one after the other, you could. Yeah, I will say I'm all for CL making it in America. That's what our last episode was talking about. But I do think Yumi Ray deserves some uh, some praise here in the States. Yeah, that's true. I, wish, I don't know if she would push forward for that, but I would like it too. Right. I mean, she's done some English language stuff in the past, but never like mm-hmm. fully pushed it hard. So. I'm shook because I never heard that before, right? And that was so, so cool. good. Yeah. And I'm glad we're not on video because we just had and I were literally off. just dancing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, woo, that song was right. good. <laughs> My song is Infinite the Eye. And I picked this for two reasons. One, because the song is just bomb, but also... I didn't know that I needed an infinite comeback so bad until it happened. It had just been so long, and I needed that like high pitch, like BG sounding group in my ear again that I hadn't heard in forever. I'm pretty sure that this song has no rap, and I thought that was a nice element because their rappers can sing. I love a song that builds. In the beginning, it's like all slow. You don't know what you're gonna get. You're like, okay, is this gonna be a ballad? Is it gonna take it up a notch? Cause you never know. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I literally cracked myself up. Woo, literally. Okay. <laughs> and then like the song starts building and it gets those little dun duns with like along with the dance and then it just builds and then the chorus comes. And I just, I can't get enough of this song. You know, there have been a lot of big boy group comebacks recently, and I think some of them have been a little underwhelming. I think the Infinite album is definitely the best of the, of the recent releases.
Alright, so Jasmine, what about you? The song I picked is Newest, RLTL, Real Love, True yeah. Love. And I picked this song because I've just literally been falling in love with Newest this past mm-hmm. comeback. Because we had a rocky road with them yeah, since <laughs> they came out, and we got a lot of backlash initially from just honestly not being into what they were coming out with at first but they've definitely turned where i feel into a more grown-up lighter brighter vibe and this song just like has it all and it's bright and light and it's got the dance feel to it kind of techno vibe and a lot of good melodies and harmonies Newest is much more appreciated outside of Korea than, or at least by comparison, than, than within Korea. Do you get that feeling? It's really popular among U.S. fans, at least, and international fans. I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. I kind of feel like oh, yeah. Monster X. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get Monster X to tell you the truth, what? but that's for a different day, I guess. <laughs> day, different story. Different that's time. a, that's a agree to disagree podcast. <laughs> 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 Okay, so my pick is the new Cayenne song. It's kind of interesting. She billed this as releasing a studio-length album, which she hasn't done in her career, which is kind of weird. And then proceeded to like just release a five-song mini-album that she's calling like part one of a studio-length album that will be completed next year. So, I don't know. That's kind of weird. But the title track is called Carnival, uh, The Last Day. And it's sort of gotten a lot of criticism i guess for it being too much like iu which to me is not uh criticism at all (laughs) Uh, it sounds similar to uh the red shoes and that Mm. it's got this very orchestral sort of like early broadway theatrical sound which it does and i can very easily picture iu singing this song cayenne kind of has a darker tone to her which underlies like her thematic material, which, you know, this song, much like most of her other songs, deal with sex and virginity and Christianity and, like, death and, I don't know, all these sorts of things. She sort of, if I'm interpreting the music video correctly, conflating, like, death with losing virginity and love and thinking about the past, it's all sort of draped in Christian symbolism and, I don't know, that's (laughs) the sort of thing that she does. Um... I think that this is interesting for her and that it sounds like an IU song, which is kind of different than what she usually sounds like, but I'm kind of a sucker for anything that either one of them releases, so I really like this one. You know, it's, this may be totally irrelevant, but it sounded like you said Carnival. I read it as Carnival, which oh. would be two different things, right? I guess it, I mean, I could see either either one with that music video. Yeah, I mean, the sort of way she accents it, singing it, yeah. Sounds like Carnival to me, but you know, obviously there's a language barrier. I don't know. I kind of 
read it as both, and I haven't really put too much thought into the difference between the guys thanks a lot for joining us it's been a lot of fun I, I think people probably know where to find you online but just for the record courtney where can people see what you're up to and uh, watch your reaction videos maybe twitter or whatever other social media you think might be of interest uh you can follow us on youtube at tuman jink john key and my twitter is ontaki underscore and mine is jinky junkie and yeah oh you can follow us on instagram too <laughs> and mine is my instagram <laughs> my instagram is on takey and my instagram is jasmine ariel 089 my twitter is it's dre i-t-s-j-r-e that's twitter instagram is just random every day and snapchat uh it's dre as well but i-t-z-j-r-e and yeah, subscribe to JRE Camel. <laughs> you better subscribe. <laughs> cool. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Interante. That's I N T E R R A N T E. And Stephen, I'm at Tennessee Appeal. And you can subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Kpop Unmuted and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And we will talk to you guys next time.